Cool. Jeff is plugging in. We got some jazz playing. I can't let it play too long. Probably some kind of copyright laws. <laughs> so, dude, I am uh, so glad that we got to connect still for jazz session number four. Yes, yes. In spite of, for those that are listening, you're in the epicenter of so much in the world changing New York City. So you yeah. texted me. You were in line getting tested. Are you okay? I am okay. I tested negative, um, but things are not okay. And we'll get right into it. As the poet and a mystic, no one knows what my job is except a very few. And it's been a very, very, very busy day and week and month. Um, a lot has been coming, coming through. Um, I have two roommates in the arts, both very accomplished, both very serious, both I admire so much and are so kind. And um, shows are getting shut down. Rehearsals are getting canceled. Leads of shows are testing positive. Uh, people are dropping out. It is just, um, to me, I, it's, it, it's a slow motion explosion and I can deal with it because I know the fast motion version of everything's bad, everything's bad, everything's bad, everything's bad, and everything's good and it's gonna be okay all the time. Mm -hmm. So when I actually see it happen to real people, and this goes for my roommates, it goes for what I just saw at the testing center at the corner of 179th and Fort Washington, um, right next to the George Washington Bridge, as the sunset was going down over it between New, New York and New Jersey. Uh, every customer is, de is, is desperate and wants answers, and all they can find is a very tired, barely reliable person hold, barely holding it together and it's like like disappointment and rejection and well good luck is just like being passed around hand to hand everywhere i look and it, it is heartbreaking it's it's uh yeah i don't get out much and i guess it's really showing um mm. but i know i know what's going on out there when i'm inside here in the cave reading about it and writing about writing what, how it feels for it to be echoing here. And I send it out and put it out there. So, so yeah, my frequency is very raw. Yeah. Right now. So I am, yeah. I am, but it's like, that's the best time to make art. Yeah. You make art out of survival. I, I, uh, because we weren't even going to record, we had, we're going to make a change. You're in line. So we're going to postpone it tomorrow. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'll run through the tape for the day. And none of it drew me like, you know, I'd rather waste time than, than run through the tape because I was geared up for, I was geared moment. up too. I didn't want to, I really didn't want to miss it. And my roommate and roommates were, were very anxious and nervous. And I made the choice and maybe the mistake of, I'm going to work for their anxiety today. At least in that moment. It's compassion. You, you know what it's like to have your livelihood challenged, threatened, vaporized. Anybody that's listening to us right now knows the differences of all three of those. I mean, I'm just doing that off the top of my head because I know it. Yep. And no. I, I will drop everything to help a man 
or a woman get their meal. You know, there's a Dave Chappelle thing that he talks about where he uh, something was happening. I forget the whole story now, but he's like, never get between a man and his meal. And, uh, you know, and, and for him, it, it wasn't this uh, scarcity thing. It's more of the abundance of how we care for each other. Yeah. And so what I hear you doing is saying, okay, I want to care for them. I want to get them an answer because we understand these levels of challenge. But the true art form is we show up with the consciousness that's swirling around in us. And yours has been, uh, you, you've experienced something disheartening seeing all these people wondering yeah. about, are we going to be okay? I would say disheartening is not the word I would use. I'd say it's reheartening. Mm. It's reheartening. It, it because I uh, yeah, it it carves the heart out and it it cleans the space and it's like fresh blood rushes in. And in a sense it's like I'm not doing anything that is not happening already. I think right? real quick your mic is scratches just a little bit the way with cuz I understand you you're probably warming up still. Um, well, it's, it's cause I, I let it drop down onto either my hair or my, my lapel. Yeah, I'll hold nope. it up here. Yeah. Was, but, but reheartening. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So I played a note and it went, and then you played a note. And you're like, <laughs> right. Everybody now knows that's like listening to this. Oh, Chris <laughs> likes music, but he doesn't know musical notation <laughs> or notes. His best attempt at. <laughs> Musical notation was, uh, but yeah, reheartening. Okay, so um, the the here's real life. I have I didn't even be able to tell you this. I was gonna like tell you and see what might come of it. Fun thing. Yeah, we were gonna come to New York City because my wife found out a crazy story that I can't blurt out right now. Mm -hmm. uh, that she had a really cool thing happen in her life and her family got bigger than she realized. We'll say that. Oh, wow. So we were going to go to the wedding and we were going to come to New York city for a few days. Never been as a family. Oh, wow. And everything like restaurants were closing that we would need to go to Yeah. things canceled. And that was where my mind went. I was like, okay, what about the people making an income on all this? Yeah. Yeah. New York city. Uh, the image is not the reality. And it's like, it's funny. Anyone who would like hit me up to like, Hey, like let's hang out. It's like, uh, my 15 hours a day are booked until February. I'm not doing any fun. Sorry. <laughs> the image, the image you think is that you're going to get is not there. It would, it would take $10,000 and a bulldozer to lift me out of what I'm in right now to come out and put on a nice sweater and scarf and come be very sweet over espresso and a piece of carrot cake. I'd love nothing more. I'd love nothing more. I've got a mile of feces to get crawled through on my elbows through a pipe in order to get back to that space where I have the flexibility and the mobility to leave where I am and go do that and come back and have it be in integrity. Yeah. That's the, yeah. And it's like, I, I had, a madman in his I, art. Yeah. And I've, I've overdosed on being madman. And now it's like, um, I'm experiencing a very, I'm experiencing the crash and burn, but like, just like saying I'm burned out period. It's not going to satisfy it. No, I need to live the burnout. And mm -hmm. if that means that I need to 
sit in my room and think, I want to be airlifted out of this apartment and this city, tranquilized and sent home to my mommy. I want that. And I, and I have to sit and wanting it and knowing it's not coming. Mm. Um, I have to learn why I think wring, wringing my hands in the cave is the move. Mm. Um, and until it's the wrong move, there's no salvation. And honestly, mm. this, this sadness and cold and freaking out, I just realized it will not break until March. It's December 20th. I think tomorrow's the first day of winter. I think it's still fall. Autumn in New York. It's a beautiful time, right? No, everyone is frantic, frazzled, and being told no. Getting smacked in the face with road signs that say wrong way. Wrong way. Wrong way. Not here. Do not enter. I saw a father carrying a son walking through the cold, and he got told no. This is uh, the number of times I've showed up to a meeting like like this, not like this, because there's nothing like this, but a, a commitment on the calendar, I should say. And I was in a point of desperation, knowing the rescue wasn't coming, and I, I was being present for another. Um. Yeah, I'm a little speechless, which doesn't happen very often, because it is, you speak the truth of your moment so clearly, again, people, social media, GP Lewis, you can't handle it, I can't handle it sometimes, (laughs) I have to look away, because sometimes you don't want to see the person being rescued with the jaws of life in pieces, you only want to see them, I love that being rescued with the jaws of life, if you know they're going to make it, it's like there's hope, and I can but like, if it's bad, I, it's too bad. I can't watch. And, and we've all have those moments. And, and this is why I wanted to do these sessions with you because you stand in yours with truth and authenticity in a way that, that I think is important. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody should do that. We're all different places, wired up different, but that's part of your giving voice to their experience. And so, yeah, what would you, I think you're, you know, people in New York, whether Omicron is bad or not, or whatever, whatever happens with how much it makes you sick, it's still affecting people's livelihoods like crazy. And yes, because everywhere is backed up and understaffed and mad. Everyone's working for the machine and the machine goes down and then you're really left with people's desire and their loyalty and dude, things get ugly when things get stripped down to loyalty because you see how little loyalty people have to the things that they live with and live for and work with. Um, When you really get down to what you are, which is a cold human body that's just an organism and time is just a construct and we aren't any different than we were a thousand years ago. Mm. It is just... I mean, it's, I still, even in the disaster, I retain the ability to see the beauty in two people misunderstanding each other. And I can empathize immediately with both of them. And I can understand the gameplay dynamics of 
here's a young woman who's a nurse. She's doing her job. She's exhausted. Here's a man who has expectations. He was here earlier. He was told this. He was expecting this. And now he's getting this. And there's a language barrier. And she needs to turn away from him to another man who speaks Spanish and who can mm. smile where she can then kind of go off and have her own, like, Oh my God, I Dios mío. And like rubbing her head and like having fun. And the first guy's like looking at his phone, looking for proof. He's, he's trying to make, he's trying to make the world fit his needs. Mm -hmm. And then I watched him go across the street and maybe go like get an Uber. It's like every smart guy on their phone trying to pressurize the world to be there to relieve his anxiety and his desire. His accelerationism. It's a word I think about a lot acceleration into and through whatever you think you're supposed to be and whatever you think is good. And eventually that's what they're loyal to. They're loyal to, it's a deep scream of, I will get what I want. And I can see the, the warmonger in the eyes and I can hear it in the throat. Um, yeah, I'm surprised there is no violence yet. Yet. Yeah. Rage against the circumstances. Wear yourself thin. Push to exhaustion. Only to find out everything around you was waiting for you to cooperate. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was my, that was a poem. That was four lines. It didn't rhyme. It showed up as a poem. It just came out. You drew that out of me being around. I love that. That's, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, that, that is no worse and no better than any haiku ingredient I come up with, right? You're, you're not a worse poet than I am. I'm not a better poet than you are. And all, what I love is you can say so much in the subtlety and the nuance and the paradox without trying to overexplain and let logic, yeah. you know, drown <laughs> out the emotional expression. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, for me, when you're talking about what people are feeling, that survival instinct kicks in. I got to get mine. And, you know, I look at it as a spectrum. In that moment, people either try to force and push accelerationism. I will rage against the circumstances. I will make this be what I want it to be. Or I passively give up and I shut down. Yeah. And, and, mm. and our only job really is to avoid those by trying to cooperate with what's unfolding. But here's a question I want to ask you in these moments where we're learning not to rage, not to give up, but cooperate with what's unfolding. And I can define that more. We, we say that like, Oh, look at that, that hard time revealed who they are, who they really are. Mm. Um, my take with that is yeah. But you know what? A hard time can also make you more. It can make you better. You know, it's not that like, okay, so yeah, bad response came out. But how can I really let this suffering lean into it, absorb, pass through me in such a way that I become better, that I'm not defined by that, that just shook out of me? Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of the power of nouns and verbs reminds me of what a good writer really does, which is get out of the way. A good writer, I think, is like a, like a dark magician. And I'm curious what, what you think of when you, you hear that, that term, 
to me, a, a dark magician like uses the weight of other things and like moves elements around so that things are crushed. It's like, rather than like come up to you and strike you, I'm going to like, like put a planet way over here so that the mountain next to you topples over onto you and smashes you. That's my easiest way because it takes just as much energy to go like walk up to you and put a knife in you or to like move Saturn three feet that way to then take the mountain down on top of you. And it's like, I'm kind of lazy. So like, I'm going to do the least amount of effort to achieve the outcome I want. And it's like, all those ingredients are right there. Like I have the whole playing field at my disposal. So I'm just going to like pull a board out and you're going to fall. It's yeah. like, well, that's the easiest thing to do. If yeah. my outcome is to make you gone or smashed. I, here's how I hear that. And so this is, correct me if I'm wrong. I resonate with it because if, if you were, if you're living your truth in such a way and you're not having to loop into other people to let them be a thermostat for you energetically, mm. emotionally, those kind of things, oh, man. Um, then you are able to deconstruct and reconstruct moments. Sometimes you're tearing down, sometimes you're building up, sometimes you're tearing down people, sometimes you're building them up through the least amount of effort possible. So what that means for me is, and I want to talk about the positive, but the dark magician side of things, you know, they are, they've given their life for an illusion and that is just now hitting them. And I mean, you know, for me, it's not abnormal. Wow. Yeah. Sit in a moment with people where they're like, holy shit. I have pursued running this company and doing all this work. So my dad would think I matter. I don't actually want to be a part of this anymore. When you, you've moved Saturn without punching the issue on the nose, you've intentionally taken them down a narrative pathway that then the revelation hits. Um, that for me is the dark musician. The, the dark other side. Musician. Of Interesting. And magician. I feel like it's both. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. And then the, the other side of that would be you, you know, these knee surgeries, they did this study like a, a, a while back where they took people and they, they knew they were signing up for something, I guess. I forget how it was, but they made an incision. Like they did the knee surgery. They didn't do the knee surgery. And then they really did the knee surgery. Well, of the three groups of people who did the best, the ones that thought they got a knee surgery, but really didn't. <laughs> so the incision, the placebo effect, and that's the, the musician or magician of light that is, placebo tricking you into the freedom because you can't white paper people into their their freedom yeah here read this white paper or gandhi would have been like did you read my pdf jesus would have been like here's my report that's it but it's like you can never get proof of people having read the thing right and it's so funny because i thrive so much right i would not do well with a big audience because I like to process my likes one at a time. Mm. I like to process them by hand. I like to give each one the space and to recognize that this person liked this thing. And it gives me time to remember all the things they've liked. And it's like, ooh, you know what? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give them the benefit and say or believe that they've been following as closely as they've been telling me and that they've liked these 150 other things of me over the past three and a half years 
That means that they understand what I've been trying to say in my art over the course of this time, which of course is not true. But if I don't ask them and I don't, you know, check in on their retention and their response, I get to make up whatever story I want. That's why I'm so loved because I make it up. I don't know if anyone loves me. I make it up. And, and winter and Christmas is the time that that breaks my heart. And I see, man, I mean, it sounds like you and I both could make this whole hour about, about us. And that's why I needed to come here today to play this music with you because um, winter really brings out all the things that have not been done, mm-hmm. all the things that have not been said. Mm-hmm. The things that were should have been worked on that were not. Mm. And it's just so much father hunger and so much mother hunger. And, mm. and it gets embarrassing. You know, I, I, I've been really lucky to, to really connect deeply with, um, with a few women lately, um, especially like professionally and art-wise. Super, super lucky. Um, and it's always a rocky road getting started, right? I don't know if you know about the framework of like storming norming and performing like the stages of a team yeah whenever i whenever i get kind of intrigued with an attractive woman who's an artist there's a very profound thing that happens all of a sudden i project all of my wants and needs and hungers and rages onto her and into our shared space which is so profoundly vital and invigorating at the absolute deepest root of the meaning of invigorating and putting vigor into you. But I'm that as well. You know, I'm all her past lovers and I'm her disappointing father. And she's my mother and she's the sister I never had. And she's every possible wife and every ex-girlfriend. And the Ouroboros. <laughs> uh-huh. I love we can joke at this level because you get the layers. Um, the, so here's my, my thing with what you're saying there. And this is the same thing that happened with my wife. So we've been married mm. 21 years. I didn't know I did this, but for years, when I learned forming, storming, norming, reforming, it gave me a way to make meaning. I actually blast right through forming. And go into storming almost immediately <laughs> because I am passionate and clear and focused. And why are we messing around? And I haven't learned or hadn't learned at the time to, to be in the phase I'm in, right? I'm trying to rush to phase four. Therefore, we end up hitting phase two forming or storming so quickly that, uh, that it took me years to learn how to let that happen with teams and people and, mm-hmm. you know, because an insecure person says, this is the phase I love to be in. And I want you to meet me here. Right. Um, that happens all the time. People that love the early high from a relationship or the drama or the comfortability on the couch or, mm-hmm. you know, what it looks like to have the high impact capacity, which of course is my favorite phase. Uh, what I've learned the hard way is to enjoy being in the phase I'm in whatever that looks yeah. like. And so yeah. the teams around me are stronger because I am syncing up with what's unfolding. 
cooperating with what's unfolding. I can't awesome. rage against the circumstance, type on my phone and, and push and force things to get to where I want them to be, nor do I want to passively give up. I'm yeah. just here. I'm, I'm to use our analogy and, and no doubt we may feel it's a little uh, overused, but for those listening, we, I don't think we can hear it enough. It's the jazz of life, right? Life is giving us these notes. What are we going to play back? Yeah. Are we going to not play back anything? Or are we going to be, I don't care what you're playing back. I'm going to, no. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, in, in high pressure situations, I mean, I've, I've said before, maybe not on this podcast that like feels like a part-time job being a roommate here. And that it's like, I'm kind of always at work here as well, because I'm taking up space. And it's a, it's, you know, I think any environment with, with two people is a political environment, not to mention me and the voices in my head, its own political environment, hitting the political environment of the internet and messages and notifications. <laughs> Dude, beautifully stated. We're all a multiplicity <laughs> in a multiplicity. Yeah. But it's like, even if there is rage and unaddressed hurt between roommates, it's like, well, you're barking orders. And I say, is there anything else? Is there anything else you need to tell me? What else? Are you sure? Okay. Got it. Being able to work with people you don't like all of the time, being able to work with people that you're in a fight with, being, being able to work with someone who you have a lot of unspoken rage against, and there are some very, very real threats to the livelihood. And I don't mind being totally honest about my, my situation, um, but I don't know if it's that pertinent. Um, but I experienced for the first time having to work with actual, like desperate angry, driven, motivated, beautiful, broken, heartachy, genius people. Mm. And I mean, I, I got everything I wanted of, I wanted to live with people who are kind of like me and it just didn't look like what I thought it would look like. I thought it would be easier and I thought it would be less well, I got my 15 hour perfection regimen to go do and I'm going to go do it. And it's very articulate and it's very much step-by-step. Step. And it's like, I've got my 10,000 brain cycles a day. You've got yours. You've got yours. Everyone's making changes in their game. And it's like, okay, that's what days are. That's what months are. Months rent do it's this much. Okay, cool. I finished this thing of food. Now I got to watch that. Okay. I start to see where I want to save steps. Like, I think you become a step saver. Um, I think New York does that because it, it's hard to live here minute by minute because mm. you have to balance a lot of existing clients, potential clients, existing lovers, potential lovers, mm. um, family members who aren't here. And then all of a sudden you realize it's, you know, two months later and it's like, How's New York? And it's like, dude, the person who would have answered that is long dead. And I don't mm. visit his grave. I don't have time. <laughs> I, I reread what I wrote five days ago. I'm like, yeah, I think I remember writing that. Was that like a year ago? Two, two years ago? Oh, that was December 14th? That looks like a, tw you know, 2019 GP Lewis. Huh. Damn, I was angry that day. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Anyway, back to the current <laughs> anger. It, that's where it all starts. It's right. Something isn't working like I thought it would. 
And this is not to trivialize my own desperation, pain, angst. This is not to try to deny emotional estates. It's the thing that keeps me sane. But like a Sherlock Sherlock Holmes movie, you know, or something, when something bad happens, ah, the game's afoot. You know, it's like, okay, this didn't go like I thought it would. Ah, the game's afoot. Um, that's that's the yeah, and um, I've been having so much hunger to like see the director, to mm. find the father, mm. um, to to go get the answer. And the answer is there is no answer and you are the father and nobody knows, nobody knows. And it's like, I thought there was an authority. Um, and it's like, I think everyone's like looking for the boss. They're looking, they're looking for something worthy of being subordinate to. It's like, let me just like find the place where I can like fall in line and like be okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, my job is to resist that and to talk people through their version of resisting it, right? My, my purpose and my job is becoming clear in these times. It is not self-indulgent to be a poet and an artist. And I know that I have, you know, 50 or 100 years more of cultural work to push the boulder up the hill to replace the idea that it's selfish. Even if it looks selfish, even if it sounds selfish, even if my, you know, not, I wouldn't say my roommates, but, you know, family, friends. I mean, someone on Facebook said today, it was good. They, they said, you know, it, it sounds like glorified, <clears throat> it sounds like glorified self-loathing. Mm. And I said, yes, because you know what? If you glorify it, you can get out of it. Mm. I'm going to glorify it all the way to the edge until I break through the edge. And then there's no more angst between I and me. Mm-hmm. there's no more angst between my life and the voice. I don't lead myself this well, always. I, I seek to much easier to do it with others. Uh, but when people are like, I feel like I'm at the end of my rope. I feel like I'm about to lose my patience. I feel like I'm about to, <laughs> I think what they think I'm going to say next is how to calm down, how to not have that happen. But instead, the most beautiful thing to say right after that is, well, let's do that, please. The sooner you get to the end of your patience, Uh the sooner you get to that, you know, you find out the death isn't going to kill you. No one's coming to rescue you. Both of those (laughs) are true. Man, yeah. So I'll talk briefly about a romantic connection with a woman eight years younger than me. Um, and, you know, like within, you know, one or two like real like dates and encounters, like we get talking about everything and we get talking about marriage. We get talking about the future. We get talking about family. We get talking about all the potential stuff. And I've sort of come to see my role as like, let's get you to the midlife crisis sooner. Like let's run jump to right the storming. There. We're going to run to the storming. Let's, let's phase. jump right there. Let me, <laughs> Let me give you the soul of my 40-year-old mother. You're 27. My mother was 40 when they got divorced. Hmm. She wanted, she was, she saw the writing on the wall. She was not going to go gentle into that good Instagram marriage. They didn't have Instagram when I was 12 years old, but hmm. that's what it is now. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Let me tell you about men. And let me tell you about you being, you know, beautiful, sweet. And a poet yourself. 
frankly. You didn't know you were a poet, but I'm going to tell you. Um, do not go get that man that everyone's going to celebrate you for. Do not do it. Do not. You deserve better. Don't settle. Because I can tell you what's going to happen in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I love this girl because she is so game for the hardest conversation I could possibly have the guts and courage to throw at a girl, a romantic prospect. Um, and she's game for it. And again, I go back to my circumstances of like every hour I spend with you, every minute, every little thing, it's all so good. And yet I have a mile of shit to get through and I will have to just keep each other in mind. We could fall in love so easily, but I, I can't, my superhero energy, I'm already mortgaged up to the hilt. I'm already in debt. I'm in debt. You know what I'm behind on? Shaving, grocery shopping, exercise, laundry, buying enough clothes for the winter. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm drowning in debt, drowning in debt. And it's not going to be solved until spring. And it won't be solved. Never, it'll never be solved. So I don't have the energy to go be the man I could be for you. I have to just name it and then get back in my, in my boat and row. And this is all the love I can offer you. And you will learn that every man, uh, there's more things he's bad at than good at. I can only hope and wish that we as a society have the culture, I have, have the, the guts to re-examine our culture and our rules. Um, women need more love and support than they're getting. Men need more love and support than they're getting. We can't ring, we can't ring it enough from the world enough. We are ringing 15 hours a day, seven days a week. It's not enough. We're angry. We're burning everything up. We're not getting there. We're not getting there with our language and our tools. Yeah. More effort, more email, more computer time. Like I worked this weekend. I was at the computer quite a bit, but I don't feel depleted from it because I'm a man obsessed. And it, you know, vision is a weird fickle thing momentarily, but if you peel back those layers and you discover what you can't help but live, then all of a sudden it becomes this, this gravity, this center, this anchor. So what I'm doing poorly at <laughs> is everything other than pursuing what is in my heart for the work and the mission that I'm after being a present dad and connected and um, a an engaged husband. Um, I almost use the word caring and I want to be caring and I want to be more caring, but I know that sometimes I'm better at, at being engaged than, than caring. Mm. Those two could be delineated. That. Um, That's but other, go ahead. Let me dig into that because I, women need each other so much. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, take this younger girl. And again, that's not even the right, I don't even know the right word to use. 
you know I don't mean take the younger girl. Yeah. But it's like we're in I, some dangerous territory right we now. Are, let's we just are step, cancel us. Step you know what? And I t- I tell us it's like block me, sue me, send in the cops, like come get me. I'm ready to be rescued. Oh, where we're going? There's three meals and a cot. I don't need to do laundry. Let's go. Let's go. Give me paper and a pen. I'm good, baby. Let's go. Um, it's like I send her poetry. I send her poems. I send her other powerful women she may not know about. Right. I have this urge and anyone can stop me of showing women that they are not alone. They are supported. There is a whole network of other ones. Now, I've also been told that like stay in your lane, dude, girls do that on their own. They don't need you to come be a savior to rally the women and show them each other. They don't need you. Don't do it. Don't waste your time. And I can respect that. Um, And, you know, again, I'm a 35-year-old man, and my only work is my art and my community and my friends. Um, I have no easy friendships. I'm the worst friend. I'm such an annoying friend. I will kick your ass. My texts are hard. Reading my tweets is harder, and life is even harder than that. Mm. But I think I can show people that. Because I don't know, you know, like, like the artist Prince said, you know, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. And this is as far as we get. There's no success. There's no later celebration. There's no victory gala because the line has been backed up for years. That's a pipe full of screaming people wanting to get their 15 minutes of fame. And it'll be so disappointing because it's all about who you show later. And it's like, you already don't have the audience because they're all busy trying to get theirs. <laughs> Dude, you are taking me to in my twenties for sure. Not everybody that would listen to this podcast would know this. And again, I'm trying to stay true to something in these episodes. If something shows up to not filter it out mm-hmm. and go, Ooh, I don't want to say that. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my twenties, you go, Chris, what's your ambition? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, my ambition. I, I want to be the best. Get ready for it. People kind of makes me cringe to say it, but I'm a fully own it pastor i could be what was the real ambition a lot of people don't even know that this was a part of my life because i wrote books and did talks and stuff and and buried it all to distance myself to create a perception so then when i wanted to talk about it i could and not be fully defined by it but i would have actually said in truth the real ambition jeff was to pastor the largest church i could i'm telling you as a 44 year old man at 25 years old, the depth of me was I wanted to speak to a ton of people every week. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have said it was impact, but at the core of it, because I wanted to feel good about myself. Um, at the core of it, I wanted to, hey, I wanted my dad to think, look at you. This is awesome. Um, so all of that is is happening for me. And now where i'm at i see the vanity of all that i've owned it i've crawled through the muck and mire of it i literally had to sit for years ingesting uh how not in a shameful self-loathing self-flagellating way although sometimes it is that moment like you were talking about earlier instead it was more of a 
stare this demon in the face until it turns into an angel. You know, this, this thing that has held so much power over you and shaped your life so much in an unaware way, you can't, you, you can't simply say, I'm going to be done. I'm transformed. You, you really do have to <laughs> grieve, grieve yeah. the fullness of this. Being done is easy. Grieving what? Yeah. And, 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 and what showed up for me in that phase was until I fully grieve what all of this is, I can't imagine what the future is. So this, this new future that shows up, but as you talk through the, you know, now for me, where it lands, the poetry of it all, it's Ecclesiastes. What does it mean to have a center? What does it mean to enjoy the work Ooh. you love? What does it mean to enjoy your food and your drink and the relationships around you? Like one of the most ancient poems, how does it offer a salve for the juxtaposition of human suffering. And that's all that, most of that poem is just like, man, there's a crap ton of books out there. You can't read them all. Don't even try. Hey, you should go get wisdom. Well, which is it? It's, it's both. But at the end of the day, do you have a, a center, a gravity to you? Do you, can you do work you enjoy? Can you eat, drink, be merry and enjoy the company of those you've committed to? Then you are. Yeah, the thing about books is they are written by someone with a voice, and you have a vo- and you have a voice. There's nothing anybody ever knew that you don't know. Yeah, and that and and that's the news people don't want, right? When when old artists and writers and, and you know at least I'll use the example of of Hollywood screenwriters, right? Because there's a lot of you know pastor like that like that version of wanting to be a, to be a pastor that's in Hollywood. They want to go make the biggest movies that the biggest audiences have the so biggest true. box office, whatever. Um, and a lot of people ask the older ones, you know, what, how do I get an agent? How do I get where, how, what's the button to push to move forward? And he says, you are not going to like this answer. Do you want to hear it? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go make movies. Go make movies. Find your friends, find a camera write something, shoot it, make it good, watch it, like it, and go do it again. Mm-hmm. And do that 10,000 times. And every so often, like, check in on what's coming out now, but mostly watch a lot of old stuff and see what, how others did it. And write it down and take your notes and make your friends and Read, 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 read voraciously, write, write a lot of stuff that isn't movies, make a lot of pictures that aren't uh, going into movies um, and find a way to support yourself and stay alive and do that for, for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and that they don't know what to do with us because what they were really asking when they said, how do I get an agent is what's the shortest route to my career? How could I skip over suffering that will shape me and transform me, but they don't know that they're saying that. Yeah. Because they, they don't yet know that the road is made out of (laughs) ringing tears from a stone Mm. and you are, and you are the stone and you are the ringer. Um, 
when I, I remember feeling like a complete failure, you know, like I'd figured some stuff out and, and I'm like, why isn't this happening faster? Um, and, and everything we're talking about here is expressed many different ways, but ultimately it is about, it's the Ecclesiastes poem. Can you enjoy your work? Can you love the process? Are you attached more to the result or the process? Because if you're attached to the result, you are set up for existential suffering later. If you can attach to the process, you suffer now. Not that there's not suffering later too, but it's a different relationship. So, suffering later is worse than suffering now. And that's what people don't want to see is they're trying to avoid the suffering later and the suffering now. And I said, it's all going to hit you. You may as well learn how to suffer now so that you can be used to it and so that you can enjoy suffering later. Because if Beautiful. you wait for the suffering for later, you're going to have a bad time and you're going to be really embarrassing, right? And again, I'm going to go, let me keep no, going. Go I'm, going to, no. I'm going to go back to a, an older woman who's an artist who's been in the game 20, 30 years and has seen it all, done it all. And, you know, you don't want to hear, readers don't want to hear what women have to do to stay alive in this world. Breaks my heart, breaks my soul. Um, I lost my train of thought because my soul got shaken up. So take it away. I will bring it back. I think maybe with this, one of the most real moments for me with what we're talking about, because I have to believe there are people that are listening that are going, man, I should figure this out quicker. What's my problem? Why, why haven't I gotten into my groove yet? What, now here's the thing for me. So it is 2000 and probably 15. Okay. 14. Somewhere right in there, I had been doing sight shift on the side for like six, seven years. And I'm like, what is my problem? Why can't I get this done? Were there other voices saying that to me? Sure. But most of it, 90% of it was my own internal commentary. And I'm standing in a Kroger, yes. a grocery store, and I have headphones in and I hear Seth Godin say, yeah, I was on the edge of bankruptcy for like a decade before I got to the point that you know, this started working and I, I teared up. Why? Mm. Cause I, my suffering was witnessed. I was not alone. There wasn't something flawed with me, although there are things, <laughs> but in that moment it was, it took him a long time too. It took him a long time too, you know? And since then I've collected tons of stories. I actually have a pattern that I've heard a couple of people give voice to, and I've seen that pattern play out in my life. It takes a chunk of time. Well, I, I remember what I was going to say. I was going to go on a, on a line about, about helpless men. She says, there's so many helpless men kind of like littering her past. Um, and I'm getting to the point of realizing my own helplessness. Now, it's complicated because as I get very, I would say, good at the thing I do, everything else falls to the wayside. I get behind on the things I mentioned um, and it only gets worse. And so many voices start popping up, even as, even as I thought I was going to go somewhere else six seconds ago. It's like, well, I need a housekeeper. It's like, well, how much are they paid? And it's not only can you afford it, but is that right for that person? And when I say right, I mean too many things that I don't know how to say right now. Um, I would not put a wife through being my wife because it's a, it's a bad job. 
And if I need to break my brain open more, I am gonna. I'm gonna stay in this apartment bedroom Christmas alone. I spent Thanksgiving alone writing really hard, writing really hard. I didn't have any turkey. I'm gonna do the same thing this Christmas. I need to break the bond because for a lot of reasons, a big mess of reasons. And I'm sorry, listeners, I wish I could be more articulate, but so many loud articulate voices just rose up at once and the result is muddled. I'm yeah. still learning my, I'm still learning my instrument. I've got 10 screaming articulate voices happening right now. And all you're getting is Brown. So. Well, I'll make a request for those listening on Christmas day when that's happening as you do, you're going to do this without me asking. Tell us about it, post about it, because there are other people in the exact same spot. Yeah. And for, and, and, and there are, there are 90 people watching that aren't going to do anything or oh, more. Yeah. I mean, just the 90, 10 mm-hmm. thing, one comments, I'm, you know, nine, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the pain I'm going through is a personnel change. Um, moving to New York was going to be all about, you know, deep work and wearing sweaters in cafes. And it's like, nope, you're going to stay in your bedroom and you're going to process your personnel changes. You want to break away from your family? You want to be a genius? Let's do it. Let's do it. You're going to find your own family. You're going to make your readers your people. You're going to let go of what you were. You are going to let go of your ego. You're going to let go of your old identity. And you're going to apprentice that process pain painstaking detail and you've got the nouns and verbs and adjectives that you know you know and you've got all the images that you ever need phoenix rising from the ashes you've got a a frog riding the back of the scorpion and the scorpion stabs him because it's his nature i've got everything i need in the in the zodiac and i've also got all the people i need to ask questions to you know, a wonderful thing about women that I didn't really realize, you can ask them questions and they'll answer. Hmm. It's a ro- profound revelation. Yep. It's like, whoa, I'm, I'm here talking to myself on my computer, listening to my own voice. It's like, dude, like, wake up. Like, you're a human being. Um, I'm, sh- I'm inclined to share something that was really permission giving to me on those moments of the the dark dark darkest moments in the cave teresa of avia the mystic say that name again teresa of avia okay. uh it spells a-v-i-l-a yeah um, teresa of avila is, is how i learned it but we may both be wrong Go on. yeah that's for sure <laughs> i am not gonna die on those hills people <laughs> when I was in a previous life, people would correct me on pronunciations of dead languages. And I would say, were Insane. you there when it was being spoken? Were you was not. Then I don't know either. So anyway, uh, but so somebody classified her, her process that she says we go through along the lines of five stages, wonder, bravado, disillusionment, mm-hmm. shattering glory. Ooh. Now I'll break these down what it means to me. <laughs> say, yeah, say so, wondering. So, w- wonder, no wonder. Like, wonder. I'm going to go to New York and sit in cafes and we're going <sighs> to laugh like Jim Carrey and it's going to be amazing with sweaters. And, and then the bravado, that's the energy 
to chase the thing that you had the wonder about. You, you muster the willpower to move from LA to New York. Disillusionment. It's not going like I thought it would because it never does. And sadly, what a lot of people think at that stage is this. Now it is going to get better because I accept the disillusionment. Most don't. Most rage against it. But those that can, here's the trick. Not only does it not get better, it gets immensely worse. You get shattered to pieces. And I remember in 2008 when I accepted my disillusionment and I owned it and I sat in it and I thought, now it's all going to get better. And it got worse. The shattering, last stage, glory. And the idea there is we're transformed by the shattering so much so that we are not we are not needing, in my words, the roles we fulfill, the things we accomplish and achieve, mm-hmm. the relationships mm-hmm. we have to give mm-hmm. shape and meaning to our identity anymore. Instead, we know how to go into the void and get it. <laughs> oh, I know how to go into the void and get it. Yes, I've been questioning why I go to Twitter, why I go to notifications or messages. It's like all those things I want someone else to tell me, I can tell me. And yet, what do I do? I harvest, how many heart symbols do I try to harvest a day? How many fire symbols? How many thumbs ups do I try to harvest? I am a harvester of symbols and that is an unfillable hole. And, and again, this gives me the empathy and here's where I will gladly deal with a throng of feminists, writers, and thinkers. It's like, I have generalizations. Oh man, I'm walking into fire, but it's like, that's, what we're supposed to do and have to do. You can't be loved enough. The father love is not going to be there. You cannot create content and put it on a schedule enough. You can't promote yourself enough. It, you're never going to get it. You're never going to get it. You're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. And you have to just run with that same fervor that you went out, go in and make it in yourself. Be your own father. Oh man. Now, Tell, tell me where I'm, where I'm off there because you are raising daughters. You, you are, it's like, I'm going to project with you for a minute. You are their father and you must impart that they must be their own father. Yeah. I mean, for me, the expressed intention, goal, aim of parenting is to raise you in a secure, stable place that you could make me your centaur, center, not centaur. <laughs> uh, that would be weird, but Jazz, we can no, no wrong notes. cult from it. Uh, make me your center, but then transform the relationship in such a way that you become your own. So that like, I mean, it's, it's one thing to do it when they're children and to be that strong, stable core. It's another thing to shift modes, pre-adolescent, adolescent, and you have to. I mean, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. We have a structured program on it because it would be, for me, a a very much passion to help parents navigate that. Um, And it is very, very, very doable, and it's possible, and it is is one of the hardest things to do because most parents are either going to be great at not being the center or terrible at letting go of being the center all the time. 
Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm perfect at it, at least can articulate it. Letting go of being the center. I think that's a really profound, that's so profound and so applicable to everything that I do. You know, there's a remind, remind me of a line from Lawrence Durrell, who was a writer, who is someone I admire and think my path will follow. He says, does not everything depend on our interpretation of the silence around us? It's like we have to have the faith to be, to be held by what does not move. I think a lot of people cannot tolerate silence and stillness. They check their email. I'm as bad as this. I'm, un, I'm un, actively unlearning and decoupling and unembracing and re-embracing. Um, it's not my addictions, but it's, it's what I think will save me and what I think is the next move. And I'm, I'm rewiring my gameplay. It's like I'm on the field and I'm updating the playbook after every play. Um, Which is um, what's yeah. happened in the disillusionment shattering phases. It's so much of a feedback rich environment of learning. You are transforming that the playbook is changing every day. Yeah. You know, because the minute the playbook isn't changing every day, you, you're locked in into yeah. the norming performing phases phase three and four now what will happen over time and of course tuckman applied these to teams we're doing it with people but it works what will happen over time all summers fade that that performance that summer will mm. end something will show up you wish wasn't true <laughs> and then you're back in the all season you're back in the norming and and most people aren't most people are looking for a cruising altitude to lock in on, and then they rage against when that cruising altitude is threatened. I'm surrounded by it in suburb, middle-class America, two incomes get together. How can we secure this stability? And, and then they rage against what threatens that stability rather than saying this instability that comes is a gift of reinvention. This is how we change. But that's, that feels like suffering and hard work. And so it's mm. easier to avoid it. And if you can learn to love the suck of it, the, yeah. the, the, that's where it's like, whoa, okay. All the good stuff happens in the cave where the shore meets the water in that in-between moment, mm. you know, now I have to be careful not to self-sabotage continually into limbo moments. That's <laughs> my expertise, self-sabotage. That's the oxygen. I, t I, I told one of my roommates, like maybe like a week and a half ago, self-sabotage is my oxygen see I this is why i i i am yeah. lit up right now this is why i wanted to do these sessions with you because i wish we could stay, i wish we could stay up all night i wish we could go for two more hours i, really I know i know it's because and this will be a, a sadly a great place to land the plane on for people that want more um this is why i want to do these because uh that is the magic art is to continually take yourself into that limbo space, that self-sabotage, so that you, as you're transformed, give voice to others because others aren't going to do it with the same passion, intensity, and consistency that you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're just, and that's not bad on them. That isn't, and, and, and they're going to do it some. And if you come back with all these baked goodies from it, um, 
and some of it you're trying new recipes and it's gummy and it's not cooked yet and you know all these things it'll get them doing it a little bit it's why people love hunter s thompson right he ran to self-sabotage continually mm. and 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 there were goodies that were brought back there was a mess that was made from it also for sure um yeah we need us we need us all we need all of us as humans well yeah and it's like all those guys all those white male writers i've um studied a lot of them and i i've formed my sense of identity around them a bit and now it's like well i i'm equipped to go do it and do it well and do it good and be good um and it's not for my own success it's not for my own success i'll be fine i need to just increase my capacity to burn out i need to increase my capacity to get my own stuff out and then also listen i think a poet listens i think a writer listens. I think a creator listens every, I mean, again, some of young, young creators, they're all about, how do I get more? How do I get more? How do I get more? It's like, listen, be a good fan. You want a good fan? Be a good fan. You absolutely attract what you are. You want a reader? Go read someone else. Hmm. You want people to leave comments? You want people to share your stuff? Go comment on their stuff and share their stuff. You will absolutely get what you give. It is actually extremely democratic and it's not unfair at all. It is not unfair at all. The game is not rigged against you. The game is just rigged because people want to be themselves for a living. I don't want to go have my father's job. He wasn't available for me when I was a kid. He was working. I needed more fathers. I didn't get them. I found them. I became them. You've been a found father to me, Chris McAllister. You are one of my found fathers. And I thank you every day. And I love you for it. And profoundly, profoundly. And I'm glad that this is all goes on the record that you were one I found, right? Because I'm going to be well-known, maybe not in my lifetime, but this thing we're doing here is important and it will echo. It will echo. I think uh, in homage to our Bill Murray connection, this is a saying from him. People are like music. Some speak the truth and others are just noise. And I want to thank you for being here and bringing the music of your truth from standing in line for a test and feeling everything else that others are feeling to being here now. And uh, thanks everyone for coming and listening to the music. Thank you so much, Chris. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. Much love, my man. Much love. We'll see each other soon. Yep.